And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we are back. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conaway, founder and CEO of Innovate Her Place C. And I got to tell you about today's episode sponsor, friends. Today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult. I think we all know that, but Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably. They have the platform to help you manage that team. Visit Fullscale.io to learn more. Now, my friends, uh, I, I get excited about most of the guests that we have here on, on Startup Hustle. And I've had people tell me, you know, you can't get excited about all of them, Lauren. And I'm like, no, I absolutely can. Uh, and, and I do. I get excited about talking to founders. But I am particularly excited to talk to today's founder. Uh, we have with us today Suman Kanaganti, co-founder and CEO of Personal.ai. And the reason I am so excited uh, well, there are, there are several reasons, but the reason that I'm so excited is Simon and I have actually already had a conversation. Check out the episode that was published back in July of 2022, The Impact of AI on Humanity. So I love having repeat guests, but I particularly love this repeat guest because from what I remember and what I experienced, the episode that we recorded was actually one of my favorites of all time. And I've done a lot of these. That's saying a lot uh, because Suman, is, he's an incredible co-founder and he is leading the charge in a, a really exciting area of technological advance. Uh, so, so we're going to have a really great conversation. First things first, welcome to the show, Suman. Welcome back. And thanks so much for being here. <laughs> Thank you, Laron. And you are very kind with your words. So thanks a lot. Absolutely. Well, let, let's get cracking. And I, I just want go ahead and remind our, our listeners at home, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about what you do, what, what personal.ai does. I'm almost 100% sure it will be the same introduction that I've done last time, but I will repeat it. Um, I most generally do an introduction by saying that I'm most passionate about solving problems and not humans. Uh, which uh, goes without saying in my past company, I built a company called Ira, A-I-R-A, uh, to solve the missing visual information gap for people who are blind and low vision. Um, so it's always about like, how can we use technology to augment, you know, people's experiences and solve the problems along the way, you know, create this like beautiful moments in their lives. That philosophy extends into this company, Personal AI, with a core thesis of how can you use or leverage technology to augment individual people's minds and cognitions? Because obviously we have tons of experiences every day. You know, we have a lot of conversations every day. We, you know, create tons of different things, but we also forget. Um, so what does it mean of having your own personal AI that actually speaks like you, learns of you, behaves in your manner and knows everything of your knowledge, where could those be applicable and how could that even increase the access among people or 
reduce the stress and anxiety of being able to recall information that is otherwise lost. Uh, so that's kind of like my core passion and thesis and philosophy and been working on this company for three years with my co-founders. Well, I, I, you have an incredible story. And I, I think what I, conversationally, where I want to go right now is I, I want to talk about AI as a, a landscape. Um, you know, a lot of exciting things have happened in the AI space since you and I last talked. And you, you even mentioned this in pre-show prep, but, you know, the, the show that we lasted was back in July. Um, you know, this is months later. And from what I have seen, it, someone on the outside looking in, kind of trying to understand the AI landscape, like we've seen chat GPT come to the forefront. We've seen a lot of conversations and a lot of new technologies related to AI. So why don't you talk to us about that just a little bit, like talk about maybe some of the momentum and some of the, the changes that you've seen within the AI space since we last talked. Yeah. You know, it's very funny when you're building a startup, you don't know what the hell is going on next, yeah. right? Like you don't know what you're getting into. You don't know when it's going to happen. So <laughs> July, July is what? Like not even eight months before when we had this conversation, the idea of personal AI was a, like a concept until, you know, they see the product and the reality of what it can actually do. Um, and now here we are eight months later, the dramaticism around the AI and the awareness around the AI and the potential of the AI is so radically improved or changed. And thanks to ChatGPT, because in a way, ChatGPT has been working on, you know, building their long, large language models, like for seven to eight years. And personal AI, we've been building our small language models. We call it personal language models for three years now. Um, yeah. And the timing couldn't be more better for us because all the work that we've been doing on developing these models, doing the experiments, you know, gathering the feedback from people, you know, figuring out what the UX and what the problems and what the design should be are all converging together. So what's happening out there now is um, ChatGPT is leading uh, the in charge or charge of the next generation of AI. And they've been, you know, implementing some of the models and we've been implementing some of the models. Um, uh, the good news is the idea of chatting with an AI and the idea of it is ready for benefiting consumers on a day-to-day -day basis, benefiting corporations and companies on a day-to-day -day basis is much more widely applicable now. It's yeah. almost like inventing or a new invention like a personal computer invention like what can you do if you have a personal computer right and the world right. changes what can you do if you have a mobile phone the world changes is ai is it in that state right now okay these are the things that's possible now what can you do with it and how yeah. it's going to change how will you well, and I and I gotta tell you, so so I've I actually just recently started using ChatGPT, uh, and, and I found it to be a, a really great tool in my arsenal. So so like for instance, one of the things that I'll do is I'll go in and I'll be like, hey, draft an email about supporting women for Women's History Month or whatever, whatever the request is, but a fairly general request. And then all of a sudden, I see this beautiful email unfolding, and and the fact is, like, I mean, it's it's not perfect. I always go in. And I tweak a few things and I punch a few things, but having that framework to act within makes things move so much more quickly for me. So, so AI, I think we're all kind of getting this awareness that it has the potential to be this transformative tool. However, 
you look at AI a little differently. I think that a lot of the tools and a lot of the, the startups in the space, they're looking at AI as like a transactional kind of relationship. You're looking to create AI that is a little bit more personal. So I'm wondering, personal AI, it's right there in the title in your, in your company. And so I'm wondering if you can talk to us about that. You mentioned it when you were doing your intro, but let's do a little bit of a deep dive into why we might want to develop more meaningful relationships with our AI. Yeah, so I would start by saying it's not little bit personal, it's 100% personal. And that's kind of- Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, because the little bit of personalization, you don't need personal AI for it. The little bit of personalization can happen with ChatGPT, for example, right? And yeah. you, what you, what the example that you gave is a beautiful example, right? So you go to ChatGPT and you're looking for ideas and you wanted to write something for Women's History Month and, you know, you have some ideas. Now, uh, you use that content and you'll probably, you know, fix and personalize it 100% because that's 100% Lauren, right? And then you right. publish it and you share it with your friends and with your family, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, now, there are two uh, use cases in that particular example on how personal AI would be different. One um assuming you do have your own personal ai assuming that it is actually learning your ways of talking doing things your principles your philosophies your knowledge of what does it mean for you for a woman's history month and what kind of creative ideas that you would have not the general internet and yeah. then asking the same question to your personal ai hey write an email for me from my own thoughts for a woman's history month that i can share with people and that is going to be more closer ultra personal of like Lauren. And that's what personal AI yeah. is. It's kind of opposite uh, to the spectrum of this creating this intelligence from the general world information. Yeah. Versus creating this intelligence or model of your information and your personal thoughts, right? Yeah. The concept is the same, it's an AI, but in this case, everybody gets their own unique model. How right. your AI talks, is different than how my AI talks. But if you share me the same prompt that you have used for ChatGPT, and if I use the same prompt, I get the same response. Yeah. And I will personalize it further, but technically everybody's starting point is the same. So uh, the way to think about personal AI is, for us, it's about learning an individual human, their ways of how their knowledge, their behavior actually works. Yeah. Um, and we think about it as like an augmentative technology, not necessarily as a bot or a tool that you communicate and simply gather information, but it's more like an asset because you know, you're creating like your mind and memory and the idea of like your thoughts is, you know, anything personal is very personal, right? So we got to uh uh, understand the intensity that goes behind like having your own model that you develop trust with that other people can communicate with and it's yeah. augmenting your communications with i think that's kind of where like we uh, revolve i can speak a little bit about the technology but i know you're i definitely want to talk about the technology but i just want to make sure that I, I'm going to check my understanding and I'm going to do it on behalf of our listeners. So, so when we're talking about that, 
that personal touch. So, so as a, for instance, you know, everybody has a very distinct, I'm going to continue with the analogy or the, the use case that we we've already been talking about, but everybody has a distinctive writing style. You know, we spell things certain ways. And so like, for instance, I know that when I'm writing, I love to do lists within my writing. Like I, I don't often say she is beautiful. I will say she is beautiful and passionate and brainy and, you know, what have you. Like I like to list things and I know that that is something that is unique to my writing style. And so having a tool that can not only offer the kind of general assistance that like a chat GPT would provide, but being able to, to see that unfold in real time in my voice and the way that I communicate with the world, I can imagine that that would be really, really powerful. Um, and so, so I, I do want to ask you this though, because I'm fascinated by this whole process. I think we know by now, most of us know by now that when we're talking about AI, we're talking about, you, you have to teach AI how to human right? Like you have to, to pull data from multiple different sources and you have to essentially feed it into the machine and help it figure out how to be a human. But you're taking it a step further. You know, I'm sure, I, I don't know, I, I told you I was going to bring up the Turing test, but like we are not that far out from people being incapable of accepting an AI voice or a technolo technological voice as being a real human being. And, and we're now starting to see it happen. We've talked about the Turing test for years, and all of a sudden, hey, we can now look at AI and we can talk to AI and not realize that we're not talking to a human being. So we're seeing improvements in, in the system. And, and I mean, that's the way that technology goes, you know, we, it grows and it moves and it changes and it pivots very quickly, but I'm fascinated by what it takes. How do you teach a machine to be human? Dive deep into that for us. Cause I, I'm not just talking about like feeding in the data points. I'm talking about those pieces that are uniquely human. What does that process look like? <laughs> Can I just ask you like the biggest question ever or? Uh, I, will, I will start off with, with like basics and kind of like go deeper. Um, and the, and let's start with the basics also with chat GPT and then I will go into personal AI. Okay. Um, so, so with like large language models, as we all understand, we've been using, you know, Google search for a long period of time. So we can go to any website and, you know, read the particular information. And for us to find a particular website, then you use Google, you know, Google to find or index that information and get it. 20 years ago, before, or even like now 30 years ago, before Google existed, we need to know a specific URL or website for us to go and find that information, right? Like yahoo.com, encyclopedia. Those are the only things that you would go to. Um, and then, you know, Google came along and, you know, you would suddenly have access to the world's information because now you can search for it. Right. Now, this AI and the intelligence uh, idea is that it is essentially taking this world's information and then crunching an algorithm into uh, a, a model that is like much more uh, extractive in nature from a conversation standpoint, from a human stylistic uh, uh, standpoint. Why is it so good like these days and right now? Uh, is because there is so much information that is available that encapsulates this idea of how humans communicate with each other and how the language needs to be constructed. So, uh, so the idea of like generating, okay, if I am saying, you know, a particular sentence or a word, 
what is the next probable word is uh, uh, given the context is more likely to be known uh, in the large language model context. Yeah. Now, now the interesting thing is how can it be more like human? At the end of the day, everything that a chat or a chat bot when you are conversing and talking is still very uh, random. It's very predictive. In other words, it's not yet replicating this idea of like how human uh, feels or things or style. Well, so, so I, I want to, again, I'm going to check my understanding here and I might be asking a very dumb question and you can call me out for being an idiot if you want to. But when I think, and I keep using chat GPT and that's just because that's the system that I've used and I'm familiar with, but the way that I'm thinking about it in my head is that, you know, some of the more generic AI tools that are out there, I feel like they might take an average of a topic. Yeah, so they're, they're taking all of this data and they are kind of compartmentalizing it, moving it around until it becomes very, um, I guess, flat, um, you know, figuring out what, what, as you said, like predictive, what is the most likely thing that's going to happen? But that's not what happens with personal AI. Personal AI is not looking for the average. It's looking for the things that make you uniquely you. Is that an accurate statement? It is an accurate statement. So the, so the way to think about it is, um, let's say, um, let, let's take an example of people, right? Yeah. If you probably look for, you know, Suman or Suman Kanaganti, um, there's probably like, you know, 20, 30 Suman Kanagantis that pop up on uh, Google. And if I search for Lauren, Lauren Conway, there's probably like tons of Lauren's. Uh, there are that many. Exactly. It's <laughs> unique. Um, but now, let's say, you know, the, the whole idea of like writing. Um, I yeah. would say write a email uh, from Lauren starts um, about Women History Month, we probably know or don't know that it is you or it is the average of, you know, all the people's writing that is happening out there. Yeah. Uh, however, in the personal uh, uh, AI scenario, in like, let's say if you are in my corpus, I only know one Lauren, right? Yeah. And it is, it is, it is particularly uh, you. So, the idea of averaging does not exist. The idea of bias does not exist because it's already by design yeah. down to an individual level. So what you think of a person, how you wrote about your stylistic is yours and that's what AI is, uh, you know, crunching the data, predicting. Uh, and that's the reason why it's more personal than uh, the, the large language models. Um, yeah. So yeah, so so I think technologically speaking, it, it, it's it's very similar except that our implementation is very much focused on uh, optimizing individual personal data rather than, um, you know, anonymizing and aggregating all the data that exists in the world forever. Yeah. So what are some of the, I guess, bullet points or, or I guess the larger categories of things that you look for differentiation with so like for instance language usage i know that that has to be a factor like i speak differently than you speak i use different words i have different a different educational background so like that has to be a differentiator what are some of the other areas of differentiation so one is accuracy so accuracy as in how accurate it is to your world versus other people's world okay um, 
like let's say you know even simple facts such as like married not married you are kids like your life your facts like there are certain facts around you who you are as a person right yeah. so and there are certain uh, knowledge that you possess so accuracy is one of the key characteristics of personal ai and the second thing is uh, style so you mentioned you know you used one two three different words and you like to repeat things yeah. you like loop things so it will like pick up the stylistic component of you uh, and third is like relevancy relevancy as in you know based on the incoming intent how relevant a response is likely to come from you uh, so let's say you can talk to me everything about you know blind community and my perspectives on the blind community you know because i worked in the past uh, however right. if you talk to me something from you know medical field which i have no clue about it is not relevant to my life so that's like one of the other unique unique things if you if you ask to chat gpt the good news is you know it knows a lot right it knows everything but it it does not know like a one particular individual uh, person so if that yeah. medical person would have to have their personal ai it everything in terms of fact and accuracy and relevancy will be tailored to that particular person um, yeah so yeah so those are the three things and finally it's a comprehensive nature of it meaning you can choose to train your ai on how broad you want it to learn about you versus uh, how deep you would want to go into a particular uh, topic uh, but that's your choice that's really, your really quick, i'm going to i'm going to stop you and i'm going to ask you like what are what, what is a reason that you might not want personal ai to be trained attuned to you as much like what what are some reasons that a per, that a consumer might give for saying well, I want it to kind of be like me, but if, if there are levels, I want it to be like in the middle of the spectrum rather than like 100% me all the time. Think about it. I mean, it, it is no different than any other, you know, person for whatever reason, they were probably trying to, you know, hide something from somebody and it is private uh, for some people. So it's a choice, right? So I think it's always yeah. good to give people choices and it's always good to give people the control of what they would want to do. Uh, I will give an example. Some people who are maybe probably famous, who doesn't want, but a little bit more like internal, you know, they don't want to share things about their family, right? That's fine. That's fine. We got to like respect like what they want to share and what they don't want to share, and what your AI want to learn and not learn. Um, yeah. But but at the core, you can choose and you can design. Okay, hang on. I want to communicate with my mom every day, and she sends me you know, text messages like from morning to evening asking about what is going on in my life, my health, my calendar, if I'm full or not. So if my AI is able to actually create responses for me where I can simply look at it and swipe right to send it, uh, because I want to respond to my mom. I do. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, okay. I it's see okay. a notification and it's like, hang on, I need to type or I can simply swipe right. Like, what would I choose? I would simply swipe right because my personal AI is telling me to, you know, you can respond in so-and-so manner because it is authentic to me. It's probably coming from my knowledge as well. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So why wouldn't I? So I think, I think it depends on each person that you are speaking to and what their, you know, corpus of data and how they are looking at but, but you're you're building in some flexibility and and I enjoy that. What I what I think is really fascinating about this, like we, we often joke uh, in our daily lives that, you know, I wish there was another me 
out there. And essentially, that's what you're creating. You're creating another need to introduce efficiencies and to act as a an agent of Lauren Conway, right? Yeah, like agent of Lauren Conway is a, is a best way to uh, think about it and, and put it. And I mean, here's the thing, right? You can go talk to Chat GPT as an AI. You can go to you know, talk to personal AI as an AI. But one of the yeah. fundamental or the primary differences is the person who is coming to talk to an AI needs to know what they are talking. Like, you know, there is a cold start problem. Uh, yeah. uh, for example, if you come to me, you need to know who the hell Suman is and what are the knowledge and what is the corpus, what do we talk to these people? Like, even for the podcast setting, we have this, you know, warm-up questions to understand, like, who you are so that we can dig into the conversations. You need right. to do that with your AI as well. Like, how do you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I, and that's the reason why I think it's a it's less of a human to AI experience. It has to be a human to human experience where your AIs are augmenting you uh, yeah. in the context of us, like in the context of human to human communication. Yeah. Well, well, thank you so much for for explaining that. Like, I, I feel like I'm learning so much. I'm also you also have some exciting news that we're going to talk about after the jump. But I have something else exciting to talk about. I uh, don't know if you've heard about Full Scale, but if you listen to the show and you haven't heard about Full Scale, I don't know where you've been. Uh, but Full Scale is today's episode sponsor. Finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit fullscale.io, where you can build a software team quickly and affordably. Use the Fullscale platform to define your technical needs and then see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. Visit fullscale.io to learn more. Friends, we are here today with Suman Kanaganti, co-founder and CEO of Personal.ai. And I, I want to ask you, you, you have some exciting news to share. And I really, really want to hear about it. Do you want to tell us where, where we're at, what we're celebrating? Yeah, you know, it's almost a dream. Not really. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean... Uh, we've been working our ass off for the past three years or so to get to this goal or to get this end goal, which is this idea of everybody having control of their life and everybody having their own AI, right? Everybody having their own personal AI. Yeah. So now anybody can create a personal AI account and own, create their own personal AI for free. The way wow. it works, yep. Way it works is uh, very similar to any messaging application, such as Snapchat or WhatsApp or iMessage or anything. This is a mobile application or a desktop application where you can invite your friends, your family, your communities, your teams. You can create groups. All the bells and whistles that a typical messaging uh, application would have. But everything that you send to your AI, or to other people, will always be remembered within the scope of your personal AI. Yeah. And for all the incoming messages that you ever receive from anybody, your personal AI will automatically draft responses for you if it understands the context, if it knows the information. Yeah. In a, in a, in a co-pilot mode, meaning you are still in control, Right, you still can edit it. You can still can dismiss it or personalize it. But if you like it, you can simply swipe right to send it. 
But the beauty is this is not any general AI generation response. It's not a canned set of responses. It's actually yeah. generated from your own mind that is authentic to you with your own knowledge. And now we'll imagine... Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so let's say I'm, I'm trying to think of a, a, a practical application and, I, and I'm going to go back to the email thing because uh, I, I feel like text data is probably really, really a, a big part of teaching yeah. AI. Mm-hmm. So, so let's say that I have an event for Innovator coming up and I send an email to the speakers and I mention the event name and I mention the panelists, and I mention the start time. So, so is is this how it would happen? Like somebody emails me and is like, hey, when is that event again? It's going to pull the, the personal AI is going to pull the information from previous emails that I've sent about this event and kind of cobble together a response. Is that the very, very basic way to look at? I know that it's a lot more complicated than that, but no, that's is that very basic. <laughs> it's a very good example. And yes, you should be exactly thinking that it should be doing it. We can go even simpler, right? Um, Oh, good. I love similar. Let's say say you text message me asking, Suman, when are you coming back from India? I heard you are traveling. Right. And they send you a response. Hey, Lauren, you know, good to hear from you. I am coming back and so and so date, Uh, you know, because I came in here for, you know, attending one of my cousin's wedding, whatsoever. And then some other friend, um, would message me is like, dude, when are you coming back? Like, you know, I need to know because I need to schedule things. My AI already knows that because I already responded to you about like some right. similar conversation, similar information. Uh, so yeah, so it would construct for me, and and I would simply send it. Otherwise, I would probably type it. Yes, sure, you know, it probably takes time, but at the same time, you know, there are you know. There are certain facts that you would remember easily. There are certain things that you do not remember. And that goes back into the core concept of we do forget. We do forget like what we create, what we experience, what we live. The daily yeah. activities also we forget. So there, there are like, you know, compounding benefits of like what we are talking about in here. And eventually to the point where you are taking control of your data, your life, making it work for you. And in the, you know, I can talk about the future, but I think that's the basic. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, I love that. So, so I'm going to ask you, um, I'm going to ask you to tell us about your experience with this new tool so far. So, so I'm sure that your team has been testing it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that you use it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as the greatest brand advocate that personal debt AI has Talk to us about folks who have been using this tool. What has their experience been like? Yeah. So, so far, um, I've been exposing it to my team, my ES, my sister, and my brother. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> market feedback right there. That's great. <laughs> it's it's very interesting, right? Uh, it's very interesting because you know we have like different dimensions of to our life, right? You know we have yeah. private life within private life. There is probably you know different personalities. You know how you behave with your sister and what kind of communications you have with her versus, you know, what an employee at your company would seek from you, right? It's like dramatically different. Uh, The the most interesting thing is, um, you know, my sister likes to ask me a lot of uh, business-related technical questions because she's going through her MBA and Mm -hmm. she always wants to learn by things like, hey, how did you do this at, you know, Ira and what are you doing at Personal AI? Like, 
you know, what is your, do you have any like playbook on how you hire people because I'm doing a, you know, specific um, uh, project uh, in her MBA class. Um, and even like few months ago, if I do not respond to my sister, she's going to call me within 10 minutes. Oh, <laughs> and sure. speaking of, I don't know if it's like irony or something. Uh, uh, 225. So it's like literally 15 minutes ago, she called me. I did, so, so for folks at home, like I definitely see a whole bunch of, of calls and tech. All right. <laughs> is, he lying. He just showed you. I'm going to have to take my word for it. Oh my gosh. Actually, excuse me. <laughs> so that, that's that's my sister and now oh so now i'm going to my ai actually um yeah then she did uh specifically asking my questions i will this is not recorded publicly is it i mean they cannot see my screen oh no i cannot share no uh, it's just it's actually hold on let me let me pause it for a second I then because yeah. she's asking question about uh diversification um specifically around like my you know how i speak about diversity and diversification um so now she's talking to my ai like literally uh, live yeah. and that's the beauty of it meaning like with my sister i have enough trust and she trusts me enough she understands like the system now i put her in the autopilot meaning i don't even have to say yes or no for generating a response it, it yeah. will automatically send to my sister if the scores are like, you know, north of 60 or 70% personal. Let's say if a new investor is coming in who is judging everything that we do, then I would put them in the co-pilot mode. <laughs> so that way my generations are, you know, ensured that it is right and it is sent. I don't know why yeah. I went to that example. Oh, but yeah, yeah. So that's like made it day-to-day use and testing that it's happening across professional life, across personal life. I cannot wait for our mobile app to be out for my parents to be on it. <laughs> oh, that would be so fun. Uh, so, so I do have, it's a kind of philosophical question for you. So I, all right, I have literally had people get upset with me when I send out a calendar link, when people are like, let's meet up here sometimes. And I'm like, actually, just go ahead and book it through my link. And the, and the complaint seems to be, that that is uh, disrespectful and uh, it, that I should value people's time. And I'm like, I'm valuing your time. I'm trying to save us time of going back and forth in emails, like just book it through the link, look at your calendar, and then we don't have to do this dance of, well, I can't make those days. Can you make these days? But what about that? And so so it's an efficiency, right? When I, when I send out my calendar link. But there are people who are very um, averse to that idea. They want me to be right behind the screen, typing away and thinking through these things with them. And so I, what, have you received that kind of pushback? Like, I understand that this AI is a representation of you, but it's not you. Do you see people getting frustrated by that? Absolutely. And that's the reason why you need to have control. So I will give you an example. It's Calendly link, right? Yeah. It's a great example to kind of lead in. Uh, do you send that Calendly link to everybody or do you know who are the people who would be okay to receive a Calendly link uh, and then who are the people who are not okay to receive that Calendly link? Yeah. Well, I'm you a do. community builder, so I send them to everybody. You're making a choice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you're making a choice. So if you are sending me Calendly link, I wouldn't judge you. I was like, okay. No, of course, we I mean, both are trying to connect. I would get in the car. So 
what i trying to say is yes it works but people needs to have a choice so you have a choice whether to send calendly link and you know whether people will judge you or not or they will upset uh, with you so yeah. in the case of personal ai you have two choices one is you can be in the co-pilot mode in other words you are still in control of actually saying yes or no or personalizing it or editing it and sending the response so it is still yeah. you the only thing is it's almost like you have an assistant sitting next to you is like hey can you please type this and then they type it and then they send it but you are sending it right See, somebody I mean, that's, that's how i view it like when i use chat gpt like i don't i i'm just creating an efficiency and i go in and i look at it and i edit it and i change things like it's not like i'm just like copy paste boom you know i i definitely still want to kind of inject my my own personality in there but you're already doing that with personal ai right. like that's the whole deal right? <laughs> <laughs> so you're making it even easier <laughs> And then, and then, and 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 then the flip side, uh, the next uh, next level is, let's say, uh, in our relationship, uh, I need to learn something from you. Like, I need to know, you know, some of the other cool podcasts that you're doing, and some of the things that uh, you are learning from the other founder. So I would go to your AI, and if you set your AI to autopilot for Suman, because any question that he asks me, and you generate response and send it to me without having to wait for you to come and send me a response maybe because you are sleeping maybe you are on vacation i would absolutely take that yeah but that is again your choice of you know how you are controlling or making a choice deliberately whether some whether this personal ai in this setting is not visible to other people it's just like yeah. providing the suggestions versus it is visible to other people uh because your time is more valuable and there is generally acceptance on the other side and where you can get ama style question and answers back and forth yeah, yeah. it's a choice and that's where you have so you still there's a choice and you're you're still creating options for autonomy you're still creating options around that humanity piece so so i dig that i do want to ask you um well, actually, you know what I want to ask you? You and I actually exchanged a couple of emails before we've like booked this recording session. Were you mm -hmm. responding to me via via AI? <laughs> I, was. Um, I don't have invitations into the email yet, but I'm not going to answer you that. Um, okay. <laughs> because uh, yes, indeed, actually, uh, the thing is, right now the system is set up in such a way that everything that i communicate on the system is learned and i can still kind of integrate my twitter and my everything else yeah uh, and we are we are coming up with uh, gmail integrations as well once you do have the gmail integrations you can think about your ai like drafting your emails yeah uh, that you can simply push button I, I think there is like some time for that maybe six months to 12 months or so but similar to messaging, you know, people, you know, you would you would have your Gmail kind of app within, you know, your personal application that yeah. that messages for you, and you can simply quick send if you would like. Um, but there is some time for it. Uh, but right now, the focus is on communication and messaging, and then we'll okay. get to other things such as emails. Okay, I just I yeah. just really wanted to know. I was like, was I talking to? Uh -huh. 
Suman the human or Suman the Asian? No, which one? Uh, well, so, so let me ask you this, because you, you've kind of alluded to it a couple of times. I mean, the fact is the AI landscape, whatever you want to call it, uh, it's changing very quickly. Um, and I, I feel almost like the change has accelerated in, in mm -hmm. recent months, um, you know, something to look forward to. But what do you see as the future of AI, what are we moving to, and what do you? How do you hope to plug personal.ai into that? I think for me, even today, AI is very much stuck in the corporate world. Okay. Um, I would want a lot more uh, push and trends that will likely start seeing AI in the benefit of everyday consumers. And that's kind of where personal AI will come into play. Yeah. Uh, what will happen, I believe, is the following. You know, at the end of the day, for AI to happen, there needs to be a compute behind the scenes, you know, computers, basically, in GPUs, right? But these compute devices are getting smaller and more powerful and they're getting in our everyday homes uh, mm -hmm. accessible than ever before. Not only you have your computer now, you have your mobile phone, you have your wearable device, you have your Alexa devices, you have your IoT devices and everything will be connected, right? So that means the idea of data capture that is happening from an individual person on a day-to-day -day basis is much more ambient. Yeah. And all that data needs to go somewhere. And if you don't do personal AI, that data is still going somewhere and God knows you don't know where it is going. It's a really you scary are... thought for introducing that into my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wake up like two in the morning and be like, where is my data? <laughs> <laughs> so there is a intrinsic benefit with personal AI, even if you think about the utility of personal AI is a secondary benefit. The primary benefit is own your fucking life. I mean, you can edit that out if you don't want it, but own your life. Yeah, and get to on all of our shows. <laughs> no, seriously, I mean, get, get, get your data to work in your favor. And the future should hold a place where when you open up an app, it's not yeah. your GPS location. It's not your data going to some other servers, some other app. Those apps, those services should make an API call to you, to your personal AI, to request that data because yeah. you own it. Right? Okay. And your personal AI knows you more than ever anybody else. That I I, I love that that such a responsive and it, it intentional and thoughtful tool is being being built out. I can't wait for the day. Like you were talking about getting AI more into like the consumer's hands, the the I guess the the average Joe public. And I, I'm super excited. Like someday I'm going to have a conversation with my fridge and I'm going to ask my fridge to make me a grocery list and it's going to be populated with things that I tend to buy. And then I'm going to review it, send it off, and somebody's going to deliver me some groceries. Like I can't wait for that day. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Don't you think? That will happen sooner than later. And we will play a big role in making sure that happens. For sure. Well, I'll tell you what, my friend, uh, I cannot wait to see where you go and, and where this industry and where this, you know, this advance goes, it feels very, very future 
to me. Uh, I can't wait to see where it goes. And I got to tell you, I'm, I'm very grateful. Thank you so much for coming back to chat with us on the show. Um, as always, you are a stellar guest, sir. Thank you. Oh, thanks a lot for having me. It's always fun to talk to you. Absolutely. We need to to like make this happen on purpose more often for sure. Uh, Another thing that we definitely need to get really intentional about is figuring out how to build out our teams. And I don't know if you know this, if you haven't heard, but FullScale can help you with that. If you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders, they have the people and the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you visit FullScale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions and then let the platform match you up with fully vetted highly experienced software engineers, testers, and leaders. At FullScale, they specialize in building long-term teams that work only for you. Learn more when you visit FullScale.io. And friends, I I know I keep plugging this one, but I just, I love it so much. Uh, So I'm going to ask you to keep an eye out for some other, uh, another Startup Hustle series content series we did with Frank Keck. Uh, He is an expert and a thought leader around building culture. And Frank had the distinct, uh, I guess, we'll call it a pleasure. I'm assuming it was, but he got to interview all of the Startup Hustle co-hosts and it was incredible. Uh, He did a really great job. And I just, there were so many gems around building culture with your company. So I'm going to ask you, keep an eye out for Founder Fridays with Frank. Um, give Give us a listen. You know, he's just a really great interviewer. So definitely check it out. And of course, friends, we are so grateful that you come back and talk or listen to us week after week. Uh, You know, definitely let us know what you want to hear. We love hearing your feedback, but keep coming back. We will catch you next time. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.